Good evening. This is Strain of Consciousness podcast with Lindsay and Taylor. And tonight we have a good episode for you. We are going to start off giving you a little bit of a teen mom recap. And we actually want to segue to a very open discussion about mental health and how important it is to pay attention to your mental health and how some people feel about it and portray it publicly and addressing all of those things. Yes, absolutely. I'm ready. Oh, Lindsay's the one that took the notes. We're going with this. It is. I this took is the notes. Good. Um, and, but we are also going to partake in a joint that is a CBD sativa blend, actually. And it is a Harlequin strain crossed with a tangy which when we got this, I was actually really surprised that Tangi was considered a sativa because I, I don't feel sativa effects. Well, I was actually looking, I looked it up after we talked about that because I, I don't like sativas, yeah. right? Like really at all. I kind of, speaking of mental health, it kind of gives me anxiety yeah, and mostly, stuff yeah. sativas, yeah. And so, but Tangi never did that to me and... I, so I looked it up and it actually said it's from a skunk mother crossed with, which is a sativa, those skunks, yeah. crossed with a 50-50 hybrid of, oh man, <laughs> I forgot, I wish it was that maybe I like a tangerine dream or something. Well, so, and then... That's the thing about sativas that are tricky, though, right? Well, exactly. Because well, I thought maybe it was maybe only like a like a 40-60 sativa, maybe. Yeah. Because people... It's crazy. Have you ever met someone who can, like, look at a flower and can tell you the indica sativa content of it? I like, mean, no, sight. but if you look at a flower and it's leafier, it's usually more of a sativa because leaf sativas leaf out when they grow, mm. whereas indicas curl into themselves so indicas tend to be denser nugget nuggets not always <laughs> the case but generally you're gonna That's see gonna a lot more leaf yeah that is an identifier you didn't know that no well i did know that it's about that the indica and sativa is basically a plant morphology thing but i yeah. didn't really realize that that would happen to be such a tell during yeah. the curing process and as the plant was dying and everything. i have definitely seen some dense sativa nugs too though so mm. it's hard to say for sure like Every well, plant totally. and every hybrid yeah. and all these crisscrosses. For, you know, and every what they're growing everything. it in and the lights they're all growing it, it yeah. in, all of that changes everything. Should I light this one up? Yeah, let's light it And so, yeah, so we're going to smoke it because we like the tangy and it's kind of late at night for a sativa, but we're hoping it'll keep us talking for a little bit. And it's Friday. So, yeah, <laughs> it is Friday. What do we have to do? All right, Linz. So, I just watched... Yeah. The most recent episode of Teen Mom this week. Okay. Okay. I watched half of it. I fell, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep, so I think I can follow you up to a certain point. So... It depends on what we're going to talk about. I think I'd like to talk about it in segments based on what you would like to talk about here. So, like, as far as the teen moms that we think are portraying mental health better. Yes. Amber being one. Am sometimes. Mostly. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so we were, she's not even on this. This is. No, but that's okay. This. Cause we'll get to it. We'll okay. get to it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just ready to talk anyways. about Team Mom. Okay. Um, and yeah, so like Amber has been, she's been diagnosed with like bipolar disorder and what else? Oh, borderline personality disorder, which is like honestly not shocking. But she's been very open about it in public and she's been talking about her struggles. She was really open with her addiction struggles too, which I also think is, I have an addict in the family and so I think that's really important to talk about also. Absolutely. Um, Amber does a really good job of being really straightforward about her mental health and that she's actively taking steps to make herself better mostly. and treat her mostly. Well, so I was actually shocked when she got pregnant this time because I know a lot of these antipsychotics, they 
specifically tell you like do not have children this has like crazy bad crossover into the placenta a lot of the antipsychotics do but she stopped taking her medicine as soon as she started dating this new guy um see i didn't know that i also don't think you should just like one day stop taking your medicine when you're taking all these really severe antipsychotics this is where amber does well and then she takes a step back because you're like what are you doing you're doing really good don't yeah, do that. She was doing really and good. And she, do you want to, you don't remember, you, maybe you, maybe you skipped this one or something. There's an episode where she's talking about it. As soon as she met Andrew, she's like, I oh, didn't need to take my happy. meds because I'm finally happy now. And I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. but girl, like, it's not just like you needed happiness in your life. You have an imbalance in your brain. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, there's totally a difference in mental health between like, like I just admitted I get anxiety when I smoke sativa. I was like, everybody has anxiety sometimes. Everybody doesn't feel good sometimes. But like, some people, it is just, it is a legitimate thing that it's like, crippling. you, le- yeah, and you legitimately need somebody to like take care of you in the form of a doctor right like a doctor to be able to sometimes it takes years for people to find like combinations of those medicines exactly. that actually work for them and that's because pharmaceuticals insane. are a nightmare but that's yeah that's different that's that's later mm-hmm. um so yeah i think she is kind of irresponsible with some of that i think it's unfortunate because i think Ugh, I, I would like to say it. These CBD stuff always tastes terrible. They to always me. taste funny. Unless you smoke that Charlotte's Web, man. I have never smoked good. such a tasty CBD really? in my life. Really? We're trying a new recording method today because we just got our podcast posted on it's really the internet and we're really excited about it. We're too excited. I'm too Yeah, I'm too we excited. are. That's like, why we just had to like stop talking. We were actually on topic and just had stop and tell everybody it's been a good day today <laughs> figured out what an rss feed is whatever oh, that is there. i know all right so um, another oh, one doing it all right i want to oh, say too say? like we're picking on teen mom kind of but i think all of the people who are on mtv probably have some sort of like a little bit of mental health oh well, yeah, on like all these shows, even like The Bachelor and let's stuff, be right? Like, it's not and, just MTV yeah. or just Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's not, and that's why that's we're actually gonna make that point later too. That like this impacts everybody. It's yeah, it's everyone, and it's become a stigma and break the stigma, break the I stigma. Know. If we can all just accept each other for our flaws and understand that. I don't think and feel the same way that you think and feel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and other people have different needs emotionally and it's, I don't know, it, this world needs more understanding yeah. and we need to make it less of a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't make bad you thing. bad. Not it doesn't make me a bad same. mom. It mm-hmm. doesn't make you a bad friend. Like we... Just learn matter. what we need in each other. Mm-hmm. Not not just you, you and I, but yeah, in, general, in general, in relationships, mm-hmm. in your friendships. and That's how you grow and evolve and figure out what you like and what you don't like. And, and then the people that just want to put you down are not helping that emotional need. You know, people yeah. that can't... Um, just have the empathy for it or mm-hmm. any kind of sympathy in any form mm-hmm. because you don't always understand. But my bad day might not even be as worse as your bad day, but it was still my was. bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's empathy. We forget about empathy a lot of times. Then there's the people who don't have it. Like mm-hmm. Farah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I know. And I don't even know what's wrong with Farah. That's what this was one of the things that inspired this podcast too. So I have watched Farah. We love talking about her, which is terrible. But I, I don't think that's the right way to say it. I don't no, love talking about her I don't because love I don't about think her. she deserves anything. Me I just too. think she's a bad person and people need to bring it to light. And it is mental health and I hate to it, mm-hmm. it is. 
put it in that light. But when you treat people the way that woman treats people and denies everything, Mm -hmm. it is sad and Mm -hmm. it is scary. Because she's not the only one in the world. So, I'll go on my fair rant. Okay, so... We talked, I think, I don't know if you guys know, but we went on a Big Brother rant in a previous podcast because we were trying to figure out what, because Farrah won Big Brother or something. Oh, she got and kicked off that shit yeah, for a fight or something, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, t- totally. Yeah, no, but we're, we were talking about that previously. But I watched Farrah on Marriage Boot Camp, and she was there with her mom and dad. And her mom and dad were... Uh, I don't, family boot camp is just like the family sit there and you do bonding drills and talk about feelings and stuff like that. I actually think it's good. I actually think even watching it is a really good tool to learn about communication. Yeah. Seriously. That's why I, I like it. And like the people are kind of fun and they're all train wrecks. And so you also get to, you get to you learn get something to a little that. like that, but like also get to watch. Yeah everybody freak out over cockroaches and stuff (laughs) um but she was on it and her now if you remember back in the day her mom hit her in the car and she like filed charges which got caught on camera yes and it wasn't as bad as fair makes it seem just saying not as bad as fair makes it seem at all and fair was being pretty awful and she was being pretty yeah and so Farrah claims that there have been other occasions when Deb has abused her, right? And so mm-hmm. in marriage boot camp, they always do a lie detector test, which lie detector tests for liability is meh. But you gotta take, I'm gonna, you gotta Still take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Okay. And so right. they straight up asked her, they asked Deb, did you ever beat Farrah? I, they, you know, they asked them like the same question 30 mm-hmm. times, right? Because that's what they do on lie detector tests. And Deb passed with flying colors. Farah, instead of, you know, being like, oh, maybe she doesn't see this how I did or something like that. She goes off about how, like, her mom is so delusional that she didn't even, she doesn't even think any of this happened in her life. And, like, how has she functioned up until this point? When the delusional are delusional. mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, like, today, so I didn't watch the recent checkup with Dr. Drew, but you told me that Pharaoh was very minimal, and then Deb came on, and I guess from Deb's comments, Farrah came out this week and said that she was evil and to never talk to her again, and just, like, terrible, terrible things, but the problem with that is that, like... Farrah just needs to be real. Like, her therapist must be the biggest yes man ever or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, her. I don't feel like that's even the case, though. I feel like it's literally just Farrah thinking, I go to therapy, so I'm doing better. But she's so guarded and so, like, mm-hmm. disconnected from her, from reality. That she is not get, taking anything from therapy. She's just going. Yeah. She's going. Yeah. She's there. She's there. She might be there physically, but she's not, like, actually using any of the tools that you need to use through therapy. Mm-hmm. But wants to act like she is. Well, and it's then, interesting because when I watch Deb interact with her, it, to me, it seems like Deb is using tools yes, from therapy. Yes, Deb is using tools from therapy. When she will shut her down just saying, I love you, I care, you know, I mm-hmm. just want the best for you. When Farrah is going off and Deb's just, I love you, you mm-hmm. know, like, she, she knows not to feed into these things. Although there are, she has her moments too. Let's yeah. not pretend that Deb is perfect because she's not. Yeah. She has her own issues, as we she's all do. Older. Yeah. But Nobody it's a learning curve. You got to figure out how to work with each other um, throughout. Mm-hmm. And you can't work with someone who's delusional. Um, so Farrah was on on a separate time. She went on Marriage Boot Camp, Reality Stars, and like, she was going to go on with Simon, but then Simon bailed. Um, <laughs> well, at least I think it was Simon, whatever whoever her boyfriend was. Um, he bailed and 
then she ended up going there when she had her big breakdown, which is like why you watch marriage boot camp, okay? When she had her big breakdown, she would not allow any cameras in. Whenever they talked about it, anytime moving forward, no cameras were allowed. Why was she even on the fucking show? They shouldn't have even That's what I said. Show. That's what I said. But like, whatever happened to her, Dr. Jen, she is a little bit of a hard ass. She's their therapist on marriage boot camp. The marriage version, there's different people on family edition. But she's the one on the marriage version. And she doesn't really take your shit, you know? And Farrah had her in tears. And I was like, I couldn't help but think, like, how did she, is her story that terrible? Or, like, how did she manipulate Dr. Jen like that? Because she doesn't do that. She doesn't, like, have that reaction towards anything. The, the sad thing is, we don't know... I'm sorry. sorry. We don't know anything about who Farrah was before she was pregnant. Yeah. And it seems to me... I was actually... Based on only knowing that much about Farrah, really, in reality, we only know what we see on TV and up to the point that she got pregnant. So... She was a cheerleader in high school. She was a cheerleader in high school, and she was with that guy, them. Derek, and we don't really know, because I've heard... I feel like both on the show you hear that it was good and bad, but Fair is so delusional, so how do you believe any of it, right? Mm. But really, realistically, the only real trauma we've seen is that she got pregnant at 16 and he died. Yeah. Which, she that's a tragedy. That. Yeah. I cannot imagine yeah. even being pregnant at 16 and then losing mm. the father in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's like an unresolved, you're young, you don't even know how to like handle those feelings. Mm-hmm. And you just have a brand new baby, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to deal with all of that. So so that's all we get to see and know of Farrah, and that's a trauma. Yeah. But she talks about some other traumas in her childhood and things that's like what she, that. That's what she, Dr. Jen and I don't get she it. won't talk about. I know. I don't get it. She calls her dad Michael, but she has a way better relationship with him than her mom at this point. Mm. She hates everything about her mom, or so it seems, mm. but yet still tries to invite her on trips to Italy and things like that. Oh, yeah, like that trying was to weird. act like you're making a connection. Yeah, it was weird because she wanted to do that as like an olive branch or something, right? Mm. But she still seemed bitter about it and then went ahead and invited Michael to propose to his new. Beyonce, it's like it's a weird thing to do, and then try and keep them separate, but then don't keep them separate. <laughs> They're so weird. I don't get it. I wish we could yeah. know the whole story. Me too. <laughs> well, that's why even like I was reading something because I it was about like why we should give her a break. Yeah, I was but reading I don't some article about why we should give her a break. She's mean to but people. I was, she's really mean. I know nothing justifies acting like that to mm-hmm. people. Um, but she, oh, she, like her parents were divorced, but like they still lived in this nice ass house and like wherever I don't know where they lived, but like I they lived in the same house the whole time. Like they lived in some nice ass house. Like her parents were divorced, but like still living together. That doesn't seem like that bad of a situation. It's not like, you know, who had a really bad one? I feel like Caitlyn. Caitlyn, shit, had yeah. the worst deal out of the most of them. Well, Caitlyn and Caitlyn. Caitlyn actually has, like, no yeah, Caitlyn, yeah, Caitlyn. That's who no I meant. Family. That's who I meant. But Caitlyn, too, though, because Caitlyn's mom was... Man, and they all are dealing with that drug... All those They're drug still dealing with all that. Day. I think they had it the worst... I mean, from what we see. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know that Kale. I think Kale probably had it the worst because she's legitimately had like no support system. She's had to like make her own support system, and seems like she has pretty good ones. Yeah. So like good for her, right? Yeah. Sometimes I love Kale. I think that I kind of have a feeling that they really do take all of Kale's most bitter moments on the show. Because any time like I've so seen her on her podcast, she seems like a cool person. Her Instagram, her Snapchat now I follow just recently. Like, she seems like a cool and normal person. Even did you watch Being Javi by chance? No. I did, and I she popped into it because they were, like, at the soccer game for Lincoln and, like, passing him off or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. She seemed normal and mm-hmm. cool. She mm-hmm. didn't seem like... She was bitchy or bitter or angry about anything. Mm-hmm. Just so, 
I just really wonder, I just really feel like the producers are like, so how are things with you and Javi? And then get her into something or like, mm -hmm. or they're That's at Javi way. and they're like, hey Javi, how do you feel about this with Kale? And then Javi's texting her or something and then they're like mad about something. You know mm -hmm. they want something to be happening on the show, so they're yeah. picking her most dramatic moments, right? Well, and she has a, I feel Javi and Brianna thing is incredibly inappropriate mm. of, of Brianna of Brianna yeah and I Javi but like well definitely of Javi too but even Brianna but, was taking it way out of line and I think oh my, Kale oh yeah the actual fight even being Kale handled most of that pretty fucking well mm -hmm. no I agree I think Brianna didn't um do that right like one of Kale's friends came down the hallway to like ask a question She's because Kale came back all pissed and she was like, Man, what happened? She walked in the room, like, What happened? Kale just came back crying, like, whatever. And then they started screaming, like, She's gonna whoop her ass and, like, with her baby just, in her arms. I yeah. love that. I with her baby in her arms, I'll whoop leaving, your ass, I'll like, whoop your ass. She didn't even say anything. She didn't She didn't <laughs> even, like, have a tone. It legitimately sounded like she came in there, like, what's going on? What just on? happened? She's a blubbering idiot in there yeah. or something. And then, like, you go, you guys aren't telling her anything, so she leaves, and you're all, I'll whoop your ass. That's not appropriate. So it's not appropriate to gang up on people. No, absolutely not. And, like, you didn't they got a bad deal to them, too. I also found it highly inappropriate of Brianna to force Javi. Javi's like, let me go talk to Kale first. That's what yes. should have happened. That's appropriate. It's not your business to butt into what him and his ex-wife need to discuss at this point. You can totally wait a minute. Oh, my God. And, and she would not let him. That made me really mad. That made me really mad, too, because sometimes, like, when people get that riled up, you just need to know... Like, if, if someone gets that riled up, you need to know to take a minute. Yeah. You know? Like, anybody, not she just them, right? Like, if these, if something is going to happen you and someone's right on the edge of doing something, like, pretty severe, you don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. I don't think she cares. I think she wants to get hit. She wants to get hit to, like, sue them or something. She just wants, she just wants the attention on the show. Yeah. She just likes that. And Javi, too. That's why he dated Brianna. Yeah. It's like, oh. By the way, Brianna's ass is like so her ass stupid so looking. It just, looks so stupid. Dude, her whole body. Who does that? She just got it redone on Dr. Miami, I think. I'm sure it doesn't look any better. No, I know. <laughs> it really he claimed that the pregnancy put fat in unwanted places. And I was just like, Don't I don't believe it. Me either, me either. I think we should talk about Janelle because she didn't. She pulled a real denial, delusional episode on this week's episode. Did oh. you by chance see that? Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, or tell me so about that. Janelle called nine one one because Jace called her crying, saying that Barb hit him. Okay. And so she called nine one one, but then you get Barb's story, and Barb's like, "This is what happened." And this is what I said to Janelle on the phone. And when the cops came to my house, Jace told them that I did not hit him. So it sounds like Jace was having a fit. It sounds mm -hmm. like Jace has, like, anger fits. They were at um, an... They I were, he does... He's got some, like, ADD or something. He legitimately does. Maybe, like, a Tourette's or something. I'm not sure. He... But so he they were at a therapy. The yeah. Mm -hmm. They were at a therapy, Barb and Jace. And it went well. Mm. apparently and then when they got home he just started like throwing things at the walls and punching holes and things and breaking stuff or something I don't remember whatever and so she's like you can't do that you know obviously obviously getting angry at him because yeah. he's out of control and she chases him into his room and he shut he goes into his closet or something and calls Janelle mm -hmm. and says that he she's hit him or whatever but it doesn't sound like that really happened. I don't know. I mean, who can really say? Let's be honest. Yeah. And Barb did raise Janelle, so I always do question, like, I don't know, Barb, you're crazy, too. Yeah. But she's. I still think Jace is better in her hands. Janelle is the only problem. Janelle goes to a therapy with 
Jace or goes to see Jace's therapist and talk to her about what's going on with Jace. And she's so delusional about everything. Did you really? see her? Did you see any of this when she calls David and she's like, "Yeah, I just went and talked to Jace's therapist." And she's like, "She wants us she wants me to be more involved with Jace and I tell her that I try to, but Barb won't let me." And like Janelle doesn't understand that being more involved means stop giving a fuck about your husband and your new boyfriend and your this and your that because that's all you've ever cared about and like actually pay attention to what Jace needs. Mm-hmm. Stop like putting thoughts in his head about like coming to live with you or that your mom took him from you and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like stop all that. It's not doing him any good. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see that. She's like, no, I just need to spend more time with him, but, you know, I can't, and blah, blah, blah. And she says eventually she wants us all to have one-on-one therapy sessions with Jace and just all this stuff. And I wish she'd watched it. I feel so bad for Jace because Mm -hmm. it's not going to be good for him. No. I just... I don't think it's going to be good for him. Poor guy. He's got to deal with Janelle. Janelle, Janelle. Oh, my God. I don't even know who's worse anymore, Farrah or Janelle. Honestly. Me either. And the They're both, both just as delusional as each other. They're both, like, completely narcissistic. Janelle has her own problems. Mm-hmm. Farrah's got her own other issues. But either way, they're unmanageable personalities. Like, mm-hmm. Well, that's what both of them are like totally in denial too which is why we started off this conversation with like Caitlin and Amber who like admit that they are doing all of these that they are like taking medicine and working on their depression and really focusing on themselves for their mental health and then there's these girls who are just completely delusional about everything and are like I'm fine yeah but they're but they're super not they're super not yeah, right. And that um that segued me mentally in my string of consciousness in my head. Um that segued me to talk to think of talk about some athletes actually that have come out against mental health recently. I guess not come out against talk about openly <laughs> is the appropriate term because we're not coming out against anything. There's nothing wrong with it. No, um, we're for it. Not yeah. for it. I mean, no, mental health days fun, are the best. Mental health is good. Mental health. Work to awareness. Good. Awareness. Yeah, that's like that's what it is. And so Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers actually wrote an article all about his experience that he dealt with in the NBA dealing with anxiety and he actually had an anxiety attack in the middle of a basketball game and he thought he was going to die it, this article tells you all about it he thought he was going to die and he was just like frantically running around and he had no idea what was happening and it had never happened to him before in his life and the team doctor was like oh you're having an anxiety attack and It was weird because it had never happened to him before. It was a very physical reaction that he was having, which the anxiety attacks are, right? Mm -hmm. It's always, like, trouble breathing and heavy heartbeats and stuff. And then he said he kept it inside, and it was actually causing him more anxiety to keep Mm -hmm. it inside. He said he felt like for a while he couldn't tell people about this experience that happened to him, but he also needed to take these steps to ensure that it wasn't happening again Ah. and so um it was kind of a conundrum for him because he couldn't really share with anybody and then he realized how much stress it was causing him to just have to live this dichotomy and so he just started talking about it and I guess everyone was super supportive and he has a foundation now and like other athletes come talk to him for advice about dealing with things like this and I know um, you mentioned when we were talking about this earlier, The Rock, too. Mm-hmm. I heard The Rock with. came out about it, about how he suffered with depression his whole mm-hmm. life. And, you know, mm-hmm. he wants mm-hmm. to be vocal about it, too, because, yeah, The Rock. I mean, mm-hmm. of all people, he's a happy, nice guy. Man. Just watched him in Rampage. Just made me fall in love with him. 
I love the rock. Yeah. I have since WWF. <laughs> you you go way back. What the fuck <laughs> is cooking? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, man. But even the big guys get sad. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Man, there are days... There are days. And I can't imagine being a celebrity and having to have heavy anxieties and mm. depressions and things and just having to go about your job and mm. just I, just all those struggles that they have already being people in the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. That's like... To the other athlete that I thought of too was Vince Young. He won. He was a football player for Texas and won the college football national championship game. And then he went and played for the Titans and he had like such a bright future. And then one day he just freaked out. And I. I loved Vince Young. I actually still, like, follow him on social media and stuff because I always thought he was a really stand-up guy. And so when that happened, I guess he never really... He only, I guess, just started talking about his experience that happened back then. But I remember he literally just, like, dropped off the face of the earth. And, like, he... Like, the coaches didn't know where he was. Nobody knew if he was coming to the game the next day. Like, yeah. it was really, and everyone kind of suspected it was drugs. I don't know if it was. But then it ended up being that he, like, kind of went crazy with the pressure of being a starting NFL quarterback and with the expectations that were behind him. And it just kind of caused him to go crazy. And it's like, yeah, totally. That mm -hmm. stuff would cause anybody to go crazy, right? Absolutely. I would be like, I'd probably be like, man, give me a Xanax every once in a while <laughs> or something, you know? <sighs> oh, I don't know, Young, I just use cannabis. I learned actually earlier that Vince Young was the keynote speaker for the Children's Mental Health Awareness Day this nice. year. Which was actually kind of cool. Um, and one of his big points, too, was that... One of his big points in that speech was that we need to talk about mental health and have it be viewed as a public health concern because this impacts more people. It does. It does. Well, and I know people don't want to take these gun control issues and make them about mental health, but part of it is mental health. Part of it is. I mean, gun control is a huge issue and needs some change but part of it is mental health mm -hmm. there are more people unstable people there's not enough medicine there's not enough awareness there's just not enough help oh. and there's not enough focus on it I wish I wish I wish in schools they were teaching kids how to love themselves and mm -hmm. treat each other and like teaching them more of those values instead of teaching them Oh, I don't know. All the worthless things that I learned in school that I don't remember now. Like reading The Great Gatsby. Or like taking <laughs> time out of P.E. even. Like have P.E. but half of it be meditation. Have like a class on how to care for yourself and others. You know? When you get older, have adulting classes because I wish I learned that shit too. You know? Mm how to pay your bills and mm -hmm. what certain things Rations mean on your credit stuff. report and shit like that. You know, the really important stuff that you need to know mm -hmm. in life. That really causes you all the stress exactly. when you grow up. Exactly. And the anxiety. It's to be told the that. anxiety is like mm -hmm. It's all about the money. Money, money. What? Anxiety? Of like most people's grown up <laughs> anxieties is all about money. Oh, is what it is. That's what I this, hate that I anything is about money are. though, because for me, my life doesn't revolve around money. Except it does because it has to. Mm -hmm. So, but personally, and I, I, I don't want my life to revolve around money. It makes me unhappy. They make it that way. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm getting us back on topic right now. Oh, so one of our segues too was we wanted to segue into one of our other favorite things, cannabis. And we have about two things to say about um, what kind of what cannabis has to do with mental health. And the one thing is I think it's really important to normalize cannabis. And that's the only way it's going to become accepted, just like we've been saying this whole time about mental health, right? Just talk about these things. Like, if you talk about feeling depressed today, it's, like, not weird for someone else to be able to feel comfortable coming to you. Or even, like, on the cannabis thing, the... You know, you smoked a joint when you got home from work. Everyone will share with anybody that they had a beer when they got home from work. But, like, mm-hmm. no one will tell you that they had a joint when they got home from work because of the stigma attached to it. Yep. In a lot of places. Especially when you're a single mom like me. Mm-hmm. All the moms can go home and got, have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine, and that's mm-hmm. socially acceptable. But there will be people that are like, what? Smoking? You know, mm-hmm. or people that think I shouldn't smoke in the same house as my daughter or something. I don't know. I don't like to smoke in the same room, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to keep it separate. Mm-hmm. But I don't hide it. Yeah. I don't hide it. Why no, do I have to hide, hide it? it? You don't have to hide your wine. Yeah. And I you think don't hide your beer. More people are accepting of it than you would even think because once you like open up those floodgates, people are Everybody. either gonna A, not ask you any more questions because that made them really uncomfortable, or B, are gonna verbal diarrhea to you because you're cool now. Yep. And like, it really, I've had both experiences because I'm yeah. very open about it because I think we just like need to be, right? Absolutely. And um, it's crazy what the people, like who you meet and yeah. like what these people will just share with you when you're like, I'm in the club. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny because, yeah, people you wouldn't expect to. Mm-hmm. The old man at the dog park. Oh, I'm a manager at a cannabis store. Oh, what? Wow, crazy. <laughs> I don't just usually tell people I'm high right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, apparently I told the right person. That's so funny. But yeah, and that's the only... So that was the first. That's the first thing to say about it. Just don't be scared to tell people. It might surprise you. It might surprise you. Yeah. It might surprise you who wants something, too. Yeah. That's always the shocking part, too. Right. When they're like, oh, yeah. So you got some? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing about cannabis with mental health is there is actually a bunch of information that says that cannabis may be helpful for like anxiety and depression and even like the symptoms associated with them Mm -hmm. um and like extreme like manic disorders and stuff yeah it gets really deep but even like cbd like cbd is highly promoted for anxiety because mm. you hear people say all the time just as you did earlier right mm. sometimes weed gives me anxiety well if they don't realize that that is generally a sativa induced reaction then they just assume that it's weed that gave them that reaction mm. that's but realistically you do have sativas which can be more energizing and motivating and creative and euphoric you have all these different things that can come out of a sativa but sometimes those real energizing ones are what get you going Mm. like my heart will just go 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 or my brain my Mm. brain won't shut off and i don't need that it's my brain yeah it's a common i have found being in this industry that it is so common for females to want more of an indica dominant strain than males males almost always want more sativas and females usually do want more indicas and i i'm putting the theory that females are already thinking too much we already have a lot going on we 
Men tell us that all the time, don't they? Like always in here. Yeah, so... Always in here. And I tell myself because I know it's it's always going. Mm -hmm. And I can't keep my mind on one train of thought. Yeah. It's overwhelming. So it makes sense. That's why this podcast happens how it does. (laughs) And we're called straight. It makes perfect sense. That nope. indicas are more of our preferred even, and males yeah, want the motivation. But even like when my husband gives me, uh, when I go to the store and I'm like, what, what do you want? And he's like, oh, get me like a Gorilla Glue or something. He does the hybrids too more, but I think it's because he knows that I really don't like to smoke sativas. Like I'll, I'll be like... That's yo weed. <laughs> like, I do not want that. What a thoughtful near man. Me. Getting yeah. hybrids for you. Yeah, but like, he always he prefers. And like when I'm, I'm like, I'm just gonna like smoke this joint of like Granddaddy Purple or something. <laughs> and he takes like one hit, and it's just like I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I'll smoke this to the dome. Then. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I need to smoke a whole joint of Granddaddy Purple before I can go to sleep. Right. Well, that's why when you tried that nuke in, did you, did that make you go to sleep or not really? Um, it did. It's like a creeper. Oh. For me, it was a creeper where I was like feeling good. I I was sitting here watching some Netflix, smoking my nuke in. I'm pretty sure I did that one in a joint because I I wanted the full effect. Yeah. And you told me you did. So. Nukin is one of my favorite strains for going to sleep. It's heavy. By the way. It's super. You can't. You can. stinky shit. I think it smells like gasoline. Dude, it, it smells like, if you smell like, oh, mercy, man. Like, I smell it, and all I smell is just, like, a face full of mercy, <laughs> like, every time. I can see that. Mm. I have a hard time identifying terps. Scott can do it better than me. I spent a lot of time sniffing singular terpenes, so I kind of know. It's your job. Yeah. 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 It's kind of... And the terpenes are... So back to the terpenes are one of the things that actually makes um, cannabis so useful for all of these disorders, for Mm -hmm. all of these mental health disorders, because... um, the endocannabinoid receptors, specifically the CB2 receptor, mm-hmm. um, directly impacts your mood because that's where all your hormones are going through. But remind the audience that our endocannabinoid receptors are in our body. Yeah, they're in our body. We're, this is the Zoloft commercial where <laughs> you, where like the receptors are floating through into the Y and yes. sticking inside so your like So why neurons. do we need Zoloft? Oh, because they want our money. Yeah, they do. Because realistically that's like your endocannabinoid system so mm-hmm. you just... And so that's, but that's actually what it does, it like regulates the serotonin yeah. and everything in there with those CB receptors. Um... And while researching this, I also found out these CB receptors get kind of crazy from what I read. And so it's one of those things that I tend to just like not pay attention to until I want to know something specific about them. Um, And I actually learned the CB1 receptors are the ones that the cannabinoids act on, the THC specifically, to make it hallucinogenic. So when you hit the CB1 and the CB2 receptor, it has the hallucinogenic tendencies. But when, like, you're just hitting the CB2 receptor, which is, like you said, the CBD, right? So, like, the THC isn't going to react with those. And... The terpenes that are all in that should, and that's actually also why high CBD strains are high in beta caryophylline. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's because it's one of the best CB two binders. I did not also. know that. I didn't know that. That's really interesting, and I love that you just preface that that way because I could visualize it. Yeah, and I like to add that I always tell my customers who are asking about CBD. That I consider CBD and THC to kind of hold hands. They, like, mm-hmm. help each other out. 
-hmm. And you just described it in such a perfect visual way. Like, I say hold hands, but realistically they are. They are helping each other. You have the CB1 and the CB2 being mm -hmm. reactive at the same They're rea time. They're having different, yep. Having both you, channels open is a different reaction get, than having one channel open. That's why people get afraid when you say, like, oh, this is a high CBD, but this will be good for your anxiety. And then there's the people that get a, and they're like, no, 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 weed gives me anxiety or something, right? Mm -hmm. Or no, I still want to get high. Okay, we'll get something with a THC and CBD, still get your high, and they're mm -hmm. actually helping each other. Mm -hmm. They did, and I have this great story about, I have a couple great CBD stories. My shoulder, I have frozen shoulder, and I took a dab of some, it was some random BHO that I had, we had tested and it ended up being like 2.3% CBD and like 72% THC. So like it wasn't even a lot of CBD, right? I took, I'd had frozen shoulder for probably like three weeks. It had rendered me useless and I had gone to the doctor about it six times and they were just convinced I was having a heart attack and wouldn't treat me and gave me some like muscle relaxers and sent me on my way and so I was just dealing with this I had like my arm in a sling I couldn't even work because I had such bad nerve pain throughout my arm I did one dab of that 2% CBD my arm just immediately loosened up wow and I was just like that was one of the craziest experiences of my life. I was at my friend's, I was at one of my friend's houses and I was there with like my arm in a sling and like miserable and like I couldn't even light my own dab, right? Yeah. And like, oh, I do one dab and immediately just whatever was happening just completely loosened up and it wasn't even a ton. It was just a little bit, right? Yeah. Like my little kitty takes the CBDs for his arthritis. And you can tell he feels and better. And you can tell he feels better. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. It's amazing. Like, I don't have a one, like, big story. I can't think of... I'm actually pretty high from that CBD THC joint we smoked. Um, but I work with these, you know, my customers, and especially at the last store I worked at, all day, every day, mm -hmm. like... So many people that were like, that helped me, or this is helping me, and mm. this got me off opiates, or opioids, or whatever, and, you know, like, the fact that it really, truly is helping people. We have to take the bad stigma off cannabis, because mm. realistically, it does get, it does get so detailed as a pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Like... They are creating synthetic drugs to make money. Mm -hmm. This is a natural drug, and if people are doing the research and you have people educated enough as doctors almost mm -hmm. to actually pinpoint like, oh, well, your endocannabinoid system needs this, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of diagnose through terpenes and CBD and THC ratios and, mm -hmm. like, all... Because everyone it's, is different, too. Yeah. Everyone's endocannabinoid system will react a little different to different things. So what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you mm -hmm. and vice versa. That's one of the things, like, when you find something that you might try a couple of things that don't work, but then you're going to find that one thing that works, and you're going to be like, you're always going to remember, like, that strains my jam. Exactly. I'm never convinced when someone's OG. like, no, weed's not my thing. I'm like, well, they're just the right not thing. trying mm -hmm. the right thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, completely. Man. I wish we need to get my brother in here one of these days. Talk to him about cannabis together. Okay. It'll be a hot debate. Oh, geez. Is he against it? He's not against Maybe. it. He just, just doesn't believe in even making any claim that it's medicinal, mm -hmm. basically. And I just, I'm dumbfounded. Because my brother is smart and he researches everything. But he refuses to do his own research on this topic and tell me, you cannot say it can cure cancer. And I'm well, like, oh, maybe I can't mm, say for sure, but uh, there's a lot of evidence that's proving so. It is killing cancer cells depending on the way you're ingesting it. 
the so I am a big believer in the terms cure versus treatment and if you even ask me do I think weed cures cancer no. not necessarily not necessarily I'm not right. I'm not ruling it out I don't think there's been enough I think the government like China already has honestly China already has a cure for cancer it's never made it to the United States it's a fucking plant that grows on a mountain in there out there I actually went to college with a kid who did a project on it like it fucking cures cancer no, people don't have it. China does. Yeah. China has it. We don't have it. Yeah. And, like, and it's I really... And here isn't what I meant to say either. Yeah. But... Oh, no, and that's it, what I was it just... It does fight off cancer cells, so treat. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, it's, it's, you know, it's an antioxidant, the THC acids and terpenes and everything. Yeah. Antioxidants, so... They fight cancer and cure and cause cancer, actually. <laughs> See, that's where I... The antioxidants do, all of them. They say if you have too much, you actually have a higher likelihood of cancer because pretty much what it does is antioxidants take away all your um, destroyed cells and promote new growth. But if your new growth is bad, like if they took away the bad cell and then your new growth is bad, you're just going to like rampantly proliferate cancers if you take too many antioxidants. <sighs> That's all I mean by that. That's why everything's, everything's a double-edged sword. Everything's, everything's giving, giving us cancer. cancer. Yeah. And that's like, even, <laughs> even with weed, like, I'd like, yeah, you're still smoking. I mean, even ingesting yeah. it, right? Like, I guess depending on the process, there's probably like some carcinogens in there. I don't know. Right. I don't know exactly. <laughs> like, we don't know really at it's all. It's complex and the research isn't all there either. So mm -hmm. it's just like, until it is, mm -hmm. we can talk about this all day, every day, I'm, and it's not going to change. It's really interesting, too, because while I went down this same rabbit hole about all the terpenes and cannabis that were good, that were supposed to be good for, which I don't see how you feel about these, too. Yeah. They said, so beta-caryophylline is supposed to be the best. And then they also that said the limonene, the linalol, and the beta-pinene. The best for? Anxiety. Yeah. Like PTSD. and. Yeah, so the, you said caryophylline first. Yeah. Is it's more of like a, in more indicas. Mm -hmm. And the limonene you'll find a lot in more sativas, but it's like the euphoria. You get the euphoric, happy feels from the limonene, limonene. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Everyone I ask says terpenes differently, so I just say it my way. Kayla's a linguist, and she say. inscripted or did whatever with her linguist skills and, like, figured out how to pronounce them all properly, but I'm like, well, whatever. Oh, my gosh. So... Then there's linalool, which is definitely, yes, an anti-anxiety, because linalool is also highly prevalent in lavender. That was where I was going with this. I was actually going to talk about all these in essential oils, yeah, where the cannabis science can come from. And it's because it's so soothing. It's just soothing. Mm. The smell soothes me. I use it in all my lotions and mm -hmm. my smelly house things, and I love lavender. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was the beta pinene. Oh, beta pinene, yeah, and it's kind of like has similar properties to the limonene and the euphoria kind of sense. Mm -hmm. The creative aspect, I would say more so. Okay. Dude, it sounds like you've read that. See, that's why you can't take some time. It sounds like you read that on a piece of paper. You know what? Like we do people when people use terms like creative aspect or whatever, <laughs> like. I don't understand what that means, it sounds like. But that's why I like having these conversations with people, because I want to hear what that means. Like a creative aspect? Yeah. So, like, like... I literally feel like you just read me a list that you read, like, in your class that you took about these terpenes <laughs> and what they say about it. Well, so, like... And, and like, I don't It induces creativity. Means. So, for someone who's, like... Oh, I need a strain that makes me feel creative. I'm going to want to look for something higher in pining. Pining can also induce headaches, though. It's, oh, it's usually stronger in sativas. Um, that's why it's important to pay attention to the Even terps the that you're smoking. Pining? Well, there's different pinings. That's there what is. I'm there's alpha this and is beta. Specifically, the beta pining. I know, but they're both going to have similar properties, okay. but there's going to be some differences. Sure. It'll be slight. 
Because beta-pinene is, like, way less prolific. That's mostly alpha-pinene. Okay. And the cannabis. I think the beta-pinene... There's actually a specific light that stimulates beta-pinene production, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, but so what the other thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about this was that... So we know all these things about these terpenes that are in cannabis because we've been able to study them for a long time with essential oils. And so I was looking up, like, essential oils for depression, too. And the suggestions that they had were orange, which is D-limonene, is all those orange ones. The lavender, which, as you said before, is a linalool, which I hate, but I... I get why the people like lavender. I just hate the flowers. I forgot Lindsay hates it. Um, and then bergamot, which when I, I found it up, when I looked it up, it was actually a combination of alpha pinene and limonene. Really? As the smell. Yep. And then they also suggested the lang lang, ylang ylang. <laughs> Lang Lang? I don't know how to say it. It's Y-L-A-N-G, Y-L-A-N-G. I don't know how to say it either. I should have asked Google while I was Googling this. Which actually consists of caryophylline, alpha-pinene, and linalool. And so it's just really interesting that we could extrapolate all of that stuff from what we've known about essential oils and people have been using these essential oils specifically for these things for hundreds of years. Right. Right. And then we can just extrapolate this and be like, and all this stuff is in cannabis. And so it can be useful for that. So like, you don't even really need to like the studies about this, right? Like it right. doesn't really like need to be studies. That's like already, if you, believe in homeopathic medicine if you believe and maybe that's your brother's problem maybe he doesn't believe in home and western medicine maybe not western medicine at all um but if you believe in homeopathic medicine at all he it probably just doesn't sense. me and my brother are very different in the fact that he's very factual and i'm very like Mm-mm. spiritual i don't know if that's the right i don't know understand he's just very, very by the books too. and very science yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. No, I. I but am like you're that different. Too, like, but, but you and I can communicate properly. <laughs> Me yeah. and my brother, if we get into this debate, can just into an argument. There would be some table slamming. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to me. I don't think I've ever gotten in an argument with you yet. So no, not like an actual argument. I can talk about it. Probably when I just called you out for reading me off a piece of paper. It's like the closest <laughs> we've ever been to Does an that argument. Argue me? I don't think so. That's really close. Lindsay doesn't even know what arguing is. <laughs> She's like, well, we kind of just argued. But not really. <laughs> I guess it wasn't really an argument. I was just wondering. Exactly. That's what I assumed. I didn't know. <laughs> Would you like to touch on any Um, more topics, or do you want to bring in our fun little association game? We can bring in our fun little association game (laughs) at the end. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah. You want me to ask you first? Yeah. Okay. Okay, you describe the game. Okay, so we did this before, and then we got high and forgot about it, and it is... Oh, so we're going to pick a topic, and we're just going to kind of do some loose association for one minute on that topic, and um, we're each going to take a turn, the other person's going to pick the topic, person's going to talk about it for any amount of time, or for one minute, I have a timer on my phone, (laughs) sorry, not any amount of time, Okay, just one minute. Okay, so you're picking my topic. Yeah, I have one. It's in honor of National Donut Day today. Okay. It's donuts. Oh, you want me to talk about donuts? You know that I love donuts. I'm currently building this donut puzzle right now. Oh it's my gosh, very I totally forgot difficult. about it. That was so you perfect. Forgot? I forgot. It was you were working right on it before. So, donuts are like my favorite thing on earth for every reason. One, they're colorful. Two, they're sweet and just so delicious and I love biting into them and Rocket Donuts is my favorite place now. The giant donut. I got 
Me and Elliot got giant donuts bigger than my head for Mother's Day. You got 30 seconds. Oh, man. That's awesome. I could still That's keep awesome. talking about donuts, keep going. though, because I like them sprinkled. I like them apple fritters. I like maple. Maple bars are always my first pick, probably, but I definitely like some that are mixed with some chocolate. I like maple bacon bars. Man, why'd you have to save donuts? Because I want some. You have snickerdoodles to eat. That's They're not the same. Food. I've been eating snickerdoodles all week. Give me a snickerdoodle donut. It's time. There's something different about biting into that just, like, soft donut. Um, I'm not a donut lover, though, but I know you love donuts. That's why I thought it was appropriate to say it was National Donut Day. I love them. But I did eat one of your giant donuts. I ate a little bit of that giant donut that one day. It was just too fun to not have some. Do you know what I mean? so good. I know. Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to pick a topic for you. Yeah, you're Shit. supposed to pick a topic for me. <laughs> you're going to have to edit That's okay. that. That's okay. <laughs> She stopped to go get snickerdoodles. Alright, Linz. Your topic is Unicorns. So my favorite movie ever, I still watched it recently, is The Last Unicorn. I don't know if you've ever seen it. We have it. But it's like from uh, all little girls like unicorns right and the last unicorn is this movie from the 1970s that actually watching it as an adult it is now really creepy um i was shocked at some of the references that were made in there that were just like kind of inappropriate for children and it was like very violent and then, like, you don't even really... There's, like, one unicorn the whole time, but probably one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie is when all the unicorns come rolling in on the waves to fight the bull. Do you remember that part oh. at the end of the movie? And Because it's that weird, like, manga-type artwork yeah. or something. It's, like, a little faded. And my minute's going to be up in, like, three seconds, but I'm going to keep talking about this. So, And all the unicorns come up on the wave... And they're gonna they're combating the big evil red ball. I kind of do remember that, but I haven't actually sat and watched that movie in a very long time. So I watched it recently because we do have it. For some reason, oh, I made my husband watch Ricky Ticky Tavi one night, and then that made me really want to watch The Last Unicorn, and so I think I we paid two ninety nine. My gosh, Ricky Ticky, it's on YouTube. It is only like 30 minutes, but it's a TV show about a mongoose. Have you seen Tom's tattoo? Mm. Of So that's the, the rat of Ricky Ticky. Not the rat, the one above the rat no, is Ricky Ticky. He fights, he's badass mongoose. He like protects <laughs> this family and fights off these cobras who are trying to like take the family's baby and like eat it. And there's mongoose. Anyways, you gotta watch it. <laughs> His whole his full name is Ricky Ticky Tavi. Short oh it was a short story by Rudyard Kipling. I didn't know that. Trick trick trick. Anyways, it's a YouTube video. Oh, I've seen that book. Yeah, no, it's like a famous thing. I remember it as a cartoon though. The people know. The people know. Well, I think the people should know. <laughs> you didn't. Now but I think Tom only knew because of me. But it was... Tom got that tattoo because it, he considered it like... Uh, he was like overcoming his fears because he's really afraid of snakes. Oh, yeah. You want to see a grown man scamper around like he's a little girly man as I put watched a Kayla do two that. foot boa constrictor <laughs> in front of him they're not even poisonous <laughs> where'd you guys have a snake did it come just in just a little gardener snake in the back oh, that's fine and she freaked out I was like it's just a little gardener snake I'm not scared of snakes at all Me either. I don't like I'll any bugs or any creepy crawlies or anything like that I hate them Snakes are fine. I don't care about snakes. They don't bother me. Me too. I don't know why. Me, I mean, obviously, if there was, like, a rattlesnake next to me, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> that's because it's going to hurt me. 
Mm-hmm. But the other, like a fucking gardener snake, I don't know why that does not bother me. It doesn't bother me either. I'm fine with them. I always have been. I don't know if I, I would actually pick one up them. now. I but if Elliot picked way. one up, it would be fine. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, cool, babe. Yeah. Maybe right. I'd like touch the little head. Yeah. You know? I feel the exact same way. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go out of my way to like go find a snake to pick up. But like, I probably would touch it if a situation warranted it. Yeah. And, like, and I wouldn't I be afraid if Elliot picked up a little garden. Who's on your shirt? That's what I thought, actually. I was going to ask if it was Rob Zombie, but Rob I thought Zombie. that was maybe not obscure enough. No, I love it. This is one of my favorite shirts. It's just one of the most inappropriate shirts I own. Yeah, totally. I like it. It says fuck off on the back, right? He's also flipping you off, yep. so. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, we made it through our list. I think we're going to... Sat, zazz out because we're already I've been doing this for over an hour so Dang. I know longest podcast yet longest mm-hmm. podcast yet I, I hope you guys are enjoying it and um, any feedback is good feedback so maybe through yeah. our like social we media have the Twitter platforms and the Instagram our yeah. Twitter is at strain under dash o under dash c and our Instagram is strain o consciousness Sorry that that's really hard to spell. It's long. It's but not hard. You can spell it. Or yeah. just go to our website, strainoc.com. You can, yeah, strainoc.com. You can link to our everything there. Yeah. <laughs> it works. We checked. Yay. We checked. All right. Have a good night. Bye, guys.